BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast and happy hump day. Almost did my Friday jingle. Mixing up your exciting days. I just got too excited about the humping, yeah. I know. I mean, I'm really excited that it's hump day. I have a tribute to Brute to do. Oh my god, I didn't even notice you were wearing that. On my sweater today. Unfortunately, my mic covers my yeah. left breast. You want to switch seats for the show? I think that we should, out of respect should for Brew. No, the people get so... I cannot function on that side. People get so twisted. They're right. It's the most moronic thing. Like, I can't sit on that side. Okay, plus I like my situation here. And I know, have my tings. That's like, the side where I used to have my mole, so like I have a lot of trauma from it. You have this, you have right side trauma. I have mole trauma. I'm a mole <laughs> woman. <laughs> um, I hope everyone had a great day. You know what? I think we should start calling hump day, bump day, because you're bumping these days. I am. That works. Yeah, happy bump day. Happy bump day to me. Yeah, no, I got a big, big belly. How's the belly feeling? The belly's feeling good, you know, just moving and grooving. Any doing- complaints? No, oh, I mean back and feet. Back and feet. But does Zach rub them? He does. And have you used the home medics foot massager? Yes, I have. So in the like when I wake up in the morning is when I feel my best for the day. I have the most energy. You feel like P. Diddy? <laughs> wake no. up in the I no. literally thought that's what you were gonna say. No, no, no. I like because I've just like been off my feet for ten hours. Right. So I'm feeling rested, I'm feeling good. I have my coffee. And then just throughout the day, I deteriorate, is what mm. happens. Yeah, but, but how great is your life? Like, thank God that you work in the mornings. Right, right. But by the end of the day, like, I can't stand up. I can't bend over, like, back-breaking, foot-breaking. But you know what? It's actually making me – obviously, I'm – not to make everything about me. <laughs> actually, that's exactly what I'm doing. But, like, you know, I have a lot of anxiety about pregnancy. I just don't think I would handle it well. And knowing that our current – lifestyle is literally structured for pregnancy like you're very blessed yeah and you would think that probably morning sickness would be like right you know collide with morning show but I I thought I found it to be fine okay and I really did find that even when I was at my nauseous phase it came in the afternoon for me Mm. and a lot of people have said that too like it's really not the morning well I've heard that like that's like a classic thing but I do like wake up step out into my living room and do a nice big gag every day (laughs) like it's you guys I just like wait for it to waft over me and I'm like one of these days we have to catch it on a patreon (laughs) vlog I have been in Jackie's presence for one of her gags and when I think gag I think like actually if you have like a gag trigger like don't listen to this Jackie's is like a full-blown yelp it's like Like, it's it's alarming like if you're not expecting it it will scare you yeah yeah no it comes like sometimes I'll open the fridge gag but like every day I go to make my coffee give it a second get the gag out move on oof yeah and then sometimes like that gag is a nefarious gag 
It's mm. a nefarious gag. Right, right. And no, I understand. I gotta hit the toilet. No, it's hard to know which is gonna be a nefarious gag and which is gonna be a ben- the benevolent gag. Right. So, I mean, I haven't had a nefarious one in a while because now I'm like at the next stage of mm-hmm. you'd be with like back and. How feet. many months are you? Six and change. People keep asking me. I'm like eleven. I literally don't 11 know. Months. I don't know. I'm like two. I really don't know. Six and change. Six and change. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Well, I had an eventful evening. First of all, I just have to say this is not an ad, even though they are a sponsor. I recently got fresh um, bowl and branch sheets, and I put them on last Wednesday, and I have not slept like this like in a lifetime. You actually called me to rave about them. It, it's not even an ad, I swear. Yeah, like, no, it's not, but it sounds like one. I have just been sleeping like a dead woman. Like you could, not, you could set off a nuclear bomb and I would sleep through it. Like it's just been amazing. That's amazing. I'm just sleeping so well and that never happens. So I feel like I have to acknowledge the space that I'm in. Yeah, I think it's also the daylight savings yeah. influence. Totally. Just a lot of factors. Plus, you know, we have a chill in the air. You're not as overheated 100%. in your sleep. And I just think it's a culmination of things that is leading to better sleep for all of us, including bowl and brand sheets. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And I'm just very grateful to be like in this moment in this space yeah um but I also had an eventful evening because you know I never leave my house but I went to an event last night that was so premium like and so filled with stars which never happens because you know as major influences in this community we get invited to so many events Mm -hmm. and honestly for the most part like I stopped going to events a few years ago like because they're all terrible like they're just not fun and they're like boring and the food stings I went to such a so awkward we talked about this on a patreon episode our last uh episode that's a podcast we talk about the awkwardness of being an influencer and attending these events and yeah I was literally peeing with laughter it was so funny and it's so true and so I haven't been to one in forever just because like I, I don't have the stomach for it um joke about my stomach um but I went to one last night that was so <laughs> premium first of all like every influencer in town was in there and I finally got to meet Sophia LaCourt who is an up-and-coming star who's so gorgeous in real life and was such a lovely person. Like, I just couldn't believe I was talking to someone that was so beautiful and so nice. No, she's everything of the sort, and I'm so glad that you got to meet her. I'm when, obsessed with her. When we spotted each other from across the room, it was like seeing like someone I've known for 15 years. We were, like, screaming. That's so sweet. And obviously, my boyfriend Tyler C. was there, which was just really good. It was kind of awkward because Ben was my plus one, so it was, like, kind of uncomfortable to be and like they like have their own thing going on too obsessed and then then when you add Theo to the mix it's like this orgy so I did want to like <laughs> let everyone know that Tyler did ask about Theo he did ask about he the podcast d- he misses the toasters he, he was- asked about Theo mm-hmm. Because he was uh, telling me, I guess wherever he goes, whether are toasters, they're always like, we loved you on the toast, which is so nice because it makes us look like so legit to Tyler. You no, know, when that happens to celebrities, never forget Yosemite. Um, yes. Yo- no, was it Yosemite or yellow? It's Yosemite because okay. I remember I said Yosemite and everyone dragged me through. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's Dragged right. me through the national park. No, and there now are toasters in high places. Yosemite is seared into my brain. For those who don't know. Yosemite's a national park where Luke Combs had a day off on his tour and wanted to go in and the security guard would not let him in they were closed his tour bus was too big it was like a whole thing they're like he's like I'm Luke Combs and they were like we don't care and this like national park ranger came on the ranger girly ranger girly came on I think her name was Laura she came on the bus to explain like why you know the bus was too big and it was the hours were right and she was a toaster and she was like wait Nico I saw you on the toast, like on CMAs. And she was like, yeah, he's like, oh, you guys can come right in. So that's what I'm saying. Toasters in high places. Also, you may not know this because the event was for Amazon last night. Did you know um, like 90% of the people who work for Amazon are toasters? No. I met so many amazing toasters. Colleen, Reese, Sam. Like I met all these toasters who were just like 
making Amazon happen. That's why it's a trillion dollar company. And that's what people don't talk about. Wow. What side of Amazon are they on? All aspects. So they're the PR company, the event company that put on the Amazon event, Autumn Communications, riddled with toasters. Then the actual Amazon, Amazon fashion, Amazon school, like every single sector is infested with toasters. And that's why you see this unparalleled historic growth from Amazon. Wow, there's an infestation. Infestation. You absolutely love to see it. So that's why it's such a good time. I was just like around like-minded individuals and celebrities. Kathy Hilton and Kyle Richards were like the, they were like hosting the event. Um, did see Kyle, her nose looked amazing. And I was like, your nose looks amazing. She was like, I'm so glad I broke it. And it was just like kind of a fabulous holiday party. And I, it reinvigorated my love for what I do, you know? Wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah, no, and like I like hate going to things. And it was in Brooklyn, you know, like I had to get up and go. Yeah. But Amazon is classy. Like they send a car. Like they are just elegant. I'm so glad you had such a great evening. I really did. And then I got home at like 1030 and passed out in my amazing bed. Like it was kind of like a perfect night. Wow, that's really nice yeah. for you. Thanks. I actually had a great night too. And everyone was asking about you. Everyone. Really? Sophia Lacourt especially. Ty she was like Tyler C. N um no. That's okay. He hasn't it's been a while. Have you he replaced you. So have you no. ever met him? Yes, because he came on the show as a guest once. Oh, right, 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 right. Like we went to his apartment that, that for oh, that party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, We're old there. friends. I was there. Yeah, no, I just forgot because my most like obvious memory with Tyler is him sitting right there making love to my son. Understood. Did he say anything about the marathon? Yes. Oh my God. So he was there with his home friend, Chad, who was such a nice guy and he was like so cute. And I was Snatcher? like, I was actually like thinking like maybe him and Sophia LaCour, like cause we, cause Sophia LaCour was hanging with me. What about Sophia LaCour and Tyler C? Oh yeah, that too. But like Tyler was busy. So like we were all talking to Chad. Okay. And so by the they both ran the marathon together. And I was like, did you guys cry? And they were like, no. I'm like, why? What's the point? literally and I said you guys have to like pee or anything that was my question and they were like you actually they have like bathroom stations like porta potties um along the way but they didn't pee because they tried not to like drink a lot of water and stuff I wonder what the porta potties like what level of um potty, I can't even imagine what level is it like you know Coachella VIP no I think it's like porta potty porta john you know got it but then this guy chad told me the craziest thing that i haven't been able to stop thinking about i'm like well what are your ailments like are your legs hurting like how are you here right now and he was like showing me this picture and he was like honestly like my body's fine and he shows me this picture where his tank top is like red but it's like a white tank top and i'm like what is that he's like my nipples were bleeding because like you're you're chafing running up against your shirt yeah and that was just like an unforeseen damage that he had had and he said like literally they're scabbing Oh I don't God. know if I should be like blowing up his spot right now, like using his name, but he was such a nice guy and no. he was just like sharing. He's like, and then Tyler, he said, flicked his nipple and he's never been in so much pain in his life. Oh my God. He needs like a sports bra. Yeah. I no. wonder if that happens to the women or no, we're protected. We're protected. But I think like chafing between the legs, like no matter how great shape you're in, like you're running, passing your thighs back so many times, like you're going to chafe. Even the most in shape person. Is also shape. underarms. Oh yeah. So that's why people wear like biker shorts, under armor, like undergarments. You have to like really prepare. And so if it was their first match, Marathon, they didn't know. Wow. Wow. Ow. Yeah, no, I know. Every time I think about it, like, I have to, like, grasp my... Like, it really pains me. It's, like, one of those eek moments. Marathon fun fact. Yeah, no, I was learning a lot. Interesting. And Tyler said he was, like, making amazing time until, like, the 21st mile, and he was, like, I was dead. Like, my hamstring was broken. Like, and he said he, like, trained, but, you know, he's, like... He's Living in shape. Life. Like, yeah. yeah. So he... Yeah, he made it to the 21st mile until he was, like, a dead man. Wow. But his time was like four hours and 20 minutes or maybe five hours and 20 minutes. Pretty good. Really good. Really good. Pretty good. Like pretty good. Yeah. yeah as I say from my couch. Yeah. So it was just an interesting evening full of interesting people. I'm so glad to hear it. Thank you. 
So I guess we can get right into everything. I know you didn't watch Vanderpump Rules, but listen, what is one thing we've learned about me? Like, I never back down from a challenge. I watched it this morning. Okay, but you told me last night you were like, I'm not going to watch. Yeah. So you don't need to watch. But then you said, I am going to watch. Right. Oh, so then you were you were watching. If you had confirmed with me last night that we would be off the hook, I would have, you know. I just, I had the bandwidth. So did I this morning. Okay, cool. So we'll recap that, even though it was a big waste. Steamy pile, pile of shit. Pile of dump, waste of time. Yeah. And yeah, I'm still reading Good Morning Monster. It is so good. Oh yeah, it's so good. I'm on story person number three, and like each person ha- comes from more interesting mm-hmm. set of circumstances than the last. It's wild. I'm learning so much about human behavior, mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying. Maybe That's it'll good. like influence. And actually, it actually already is influencing like how I think about things because everybody is just like a culmination of all the different things in their life. And like, so someone might have like weird quirky things about them. And it's not just like them being a weirdo. It's like maybe when they were five years old, like they didn't have the opportunity to to make that sort of. Is that what you're thinking like about Tom Sandoval? Oh, no, I wasn't thinking about him in particular, but it does. Because he is like quirky. And no, it does make me think twice about like, making fun even like a friend for yeah. their, something that you never know you just never know That's so true so i'm like like dana for her rehearsal dinner like i'm roasting her and i'm like jackie you your just speech never is know. so <laughs> good like i am so devastado i'm not gonna be there because it's gonna kill like okay it sounds like it was written by like literally like Jeff Ross, like Roastmaster, like it's so good. Really? And you're also just like very well spoken and articulate and like you use big words. It's just, it's really good. Like honestly, if Dana will let you, like you should record it for the Patreon. Okay. I think she would be she totally would fine with that. And also, you guys don't know this about me, but like I am, I hate public speaking, like especially when it's like a room full of people that I know. You know, like when we have done, that's worse. When we've done like live shows and stuff, I'm able to like, just be with you. Yeah. But when I have to like put my own words and feelings pen to paper. Oh yeah, that's Share tough. them. Like it gives me so much anxiety. No, but also the the aspect of it being people you know. Like I would literally rather perform in front of 10,000 strangers than 20 of my closest friends and family. Like it's fucking painfully awkward. Yeah. And speaking about like your feelings. innermost feelings. Yeah. But anyway, so that's been um, a nice journey. And actually I'm really, I'm liking this nonfiction t- turn that I've taken because I was getting, I was just getting into a weird place with reading where I just like had nowhere to turn. Real. Real. Nonfiction. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Cool, cool. So without further ado. Yeah, there was something on my mind, but it slept. It'll come back. I'm sure it will. It always does. It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Do you hear that? Hmm. Yeah, oh, that, that is, I was right. I did hear something. It is Bruce, you guys, the unofficial, official, bo- let me start that over. Today's episode is brought to you by Bruce, the official toothbrush of the morning, oh my God, I almost said breath, the morning toast, because I was thinking like brush, sorry. Um, okay, if you're looking for an electric toothbrush, stop looking. We have the best and most affordable one, because electric toothbrushes are fabulous, but a lot of them, most of them, can cost over $200, which honestly is just asinine and stupid. So Bruce is here to give you the best looking, the best working, and the best priced electric toothbrush on the market it comes with six unique modes so you can customize the entire brushing experience the battery life lasts four weeks it comes with a magnetic charging stand a compact travel case which is so fabulous both of these items and because the battery life lasts four weeks you literally don't have to bring the charger with you if you're going on like a vacation for a week or two weeks 
They also offer a subscription program, so you never forget to change your brush head again. Bruce will ship you new replacement heads every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head. Their electric toothbrush has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design. It comes in trend-driven seasonal colors, and it looks great on your bathroom counter. Get $15 off your Bruce toothbrush kit and the refill plan when you use promo code TOAST at bruce.com slash toast. That's $15 off using promo code TOAST at B-R-U-U-S-H dot com slash toast. Wonderful. Get your brute tadouche. First story. People's 2021 Sexiest Man Alive is here, and it is Paul Rudd. Cute. Paul Rudd is having a hard time accepting his new title of People's Sexiest Man Alive. The actor has heard it all. Kind, self-deprecating, affable, hardworking, all labels he's embraced to some degree. But sexy? That's a little outside his wheelhouse. He said, I do have an awareness enough to know that when people hear that I'd be picked for this, they would say, what? He, he says to People Magazine. This is not false humility. There are so many people that should get this before me. Okay, Paul Rudd, let's discuss... Because there is a community of people obsessed would take a bullet, who would take a bullet, whose life has been made by this distinction, yeah. who feel seen, who feel heard. And I just want to address you quickly. I'm happy for you. Me too. Know that I am. Know that I am. Even if I don't, don't understand. understand. <laughs> no, here's the thing. When, when I saw this, my reaction was literally cute. Like, yeah, Paul Rudd is 100% very handsome. He gets better with age. Would I say he's the sexiest man alive? No. Would I say he's the cutest man alive? Yeah, like he's super cute. He doesn't give off that like raw sex appeal, but I feel like this is a really good safe choice. Like I'm not mad about it. Like it's not offensive. I feel like nobody has beef with Paul Rudd. Even if you're not on Stan, Stanis Baratheon warship, like you are just like, oh, he's a cute guy. Like I love Clueless. Like he's always in some good shit. And he seems like an all around stand up guy. Like let's value that as sexy. Cool. I completely agree because really, and I feel like I was just saying this to someone like sexiness and just like good looks, really nothing that should be like so, you know, like Mother Teresa have so li- it's confusing you guys are so similar. so similar but like at the end of the day once you know someone it has like nothing to do with how they look like one the way you talk your confidence your personality your ambiance like that really can make someone like Pete Davidson who I think looks wise it's like a five out of ten everything else 10 out of 10 like it's not about your looks anymore no it's so true like you're especially for me like the first time I meet you I guess I'm registering your looks but after that like the way that I see you is based on who you are and I feel like a really good example of that is the bachelor because like 25 those all those guys are drop dead handsome Mm -hmm. technically classically whatever but then like we spend two minutes hearing from them and it's like get this man out of my face a hundred percent you know and it's like you like but it also can be the opposite. Like, you could be so handsome and, like, literally what comes out of your mouth is, like, dull, boring, stupid. Bye. Like, yeah. it can make you uglier, too. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why we should all be working on our personalities. Or it just, like, nullifies your handsomeness. And it's yeah. like, I, I can't be bothered. But then yeah. you could have someone who's, you know, every, no one's really, like, that ugly. No. The you know? thing is, we're really, uh, we're literally being, like, what's not Mother Teresa? Like, the nursery rhyme, Mother Goose? I don't think I keep saying Mother Teresa, but that's not it. No, what are you trying to say? I was like going to say something like cliche and like nursery rhymey. So like, what is that? It's not Mother Teresa. It's because that's like a she's like religious a figure. Yeah, no, because she's a saint. So she is like just it. It works. No, but it's I'm applicable. thinking of another mother. 
Someone's gonna know what I'm talking about. Like in nursery rhymes and shit. Mother Goose is a, from nursery rhymes. Yeah, but I don't think it's Mother Goose. Okay. Okay, whatever. We're being like very after school special, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's like what you learn when you're a kid and you roll your eyes at it. But like as an adult, it's so true. Like you have to spend your life with someone. Okay, you're like conventionally hot, but you're like boring and mean and stupid. Like who cares? You're the ugliest person on I the know. inside. And yeah. And I do feel like not everyone has reached this like level of enlightenment mm-hmm. and like those are the people who just like make terrible choices and partners a hundred percent but it's just a level of I guess it's like a maturity thing but I don't know it's just a, a you spend a lot of time with this person like right. do you want to enjoy yourself now the thing with Paul Rudd is like I don't know if I've ever told this story but like I have like a, a Paul Rudd anecdote do you know what I'm about to say? No, this might be. Is this a fresh Claudia story? I don't think so. I remember saying it before, but okay. What was the place called where we used to do gymnastics growing up as kids? Gymnastics. Um, it had like a name, like not gymnastics, but like five star, five star gymnastics. Remember? Okay. So we had just seen the movie Clueless. We were like obsessed, and I forget how old I was, but we were in our gymnastics class, and the guy who like ran my like group looked so much I didn't know it was Paul Rudd I'm like you look like Josh from Clueless like that's all what I thought and the guy I know I sound crazy like I know I sound crazy I thought it so hard and like one day I said it to him like you look so much like the guy from Clueless Josh and he gave me like this like smirk and he was like like I like you know I was on to him and then like he stopped working at the gymnastics place like obviously because he came famous and I'm telling you I'm telling you Paul Rudd taught me gymnastics like I know it sounds moronic but if I ever meet Paul Rudd, I have to ask him if he ever taught gymnastics in Long Island. Like, it has been some, it is something that has, like, eaten me alive and, like, kept me up at night. I know I sound crazy. Like, I know. Paul Rudd taught me gymnastics. You definitely never told that story. I've, like, I, like, I know it. Had you committed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if anyone knows Paul Rudd, like, please, this has been something that is plaguing me my entire life. Like, because I know that this happened, you know? But I also have, like, a lot of childhood trauma. So, like, maybe I did make it up. But I'm telling you, like, it totally happened. I know it. Okay. You know what? This is your Stanley Tucci on a plane moment. I'm going to let you No, don't gaslight me like that. Because we were all there. We were all adults. We saw that it wasn't Stanley Tucci. And, like, you're just being funny by joking that it was Stanley Tucci. It was Stanley Tucci. And on the off chance that it wasn't, it was the guy from Kingsman. Very possible. But it was not Stanley Tucci. We were all there. You guys, like, don't know what I'm talking about. So it makes it seem like this is an even more far-off idea. I'm telling you, Paul Rudd taught me gymnastics. I know it. Okay. So if anyone is even remotely close to Paul Rudd, like related to him, like works for like something, please just like ask him if he ever taught gymnastics in Long Island. Like it will save me like so much therapy. <laughs> like, please. Okay. And that's your truth. Oh, fuck off. Nope. It's the truth. No, no, no. It's not even close to the truth, but it could be your truth. Unless this guy who was teaching me gymnastics, I should call the gymnastics place. Take a look at their records. If they're still open. You guys, we've lost her. I feel like now that I've kind of like said my truth, people will start coming out of the woodwork like, oh my God, Paul Rudd taught me also. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm Does gonna... anyone know what I'm talking about? Like, I do I'm feel just gonna crazy. Give you the space to explore this. Yeah, please. And then, like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're wrong, you'll be wrong. But I just like needed to get that off my chest. It's been like plaguing me for the longest time. Okay, and now he's the sexiest man alive. Yeah, and I did that. It was me at gymnastics who gave him the confidence. Definitely, he does look really good on the yes, cover. 
So I think this is this is great. I've actually been like ever since we did that quiz, I was like, when are they going to give us the SMA? Oh yeah. And oh, I forgot that we did that like poll. Yeah, and I'm glad that now we know. You know, because how would we go on if we didn't know who the sexiest man alive was? You know what's so funny about the sexiest man alive thing? It's like they get they always nominate or give it to an A-lister. Who would literally never be associated with People Magazine ever? Like, do you think Paul Rudd would ever sit down for an interview with People Magazine? Like, well, George well, Clooney? Sort of. Because when you think of actually, like, Sexiest Man Alive, like, Harry Styles, you know? Right, it's always an older man. It's always someone who's, like, you know, has a new show coming out, could use a little press. Does he have a new something coming out? Yes, The Shrink Next Door on Apple Plus. Got it. With Will Ferrell. Yeah, it is weird that they always do, like, a much older. It's always, like, Blake Shelton, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, like, older men when like actually you're right like the hottest man alive right now by like society's terms is harry styles Pete davidson right but there he's not joining people magazine no to talk about his sexiness that's true you know so it's, it's like sexiest man alive that we have access to did they release the other like sexiest hair alive no i, I wasn't seeing sexiest hair but okay. some stuff had been like trickling in recently but i'm sure uh, hopefully tomorrow we'll have the full list and we can we can see if this hair really is sexy. Yeah, we'll be the judge of that. Whenever we say sexy so many times, I feel like Anna Faris and House Bunny. So sexy. Oh, I thought you were going to say whenever you, you know when you say a word a lot of times, it starts to sound weird? Yes, no, that's not what I meant. I cannot say the word garage more than like three times without having to go to the hospital. <laughs> okay. Well, you have two more. So garage. Don't, don't do it. Garage. You guys, she's done. Someone get Paul Rudd to resuscitate her. Make her do a cartwheel. Paul? Is that you? <laughs> okay, I'm better. Thanks, Paul. Okay, are you ready for our next story? Sure. Switching gears a bit, uh, new information has come out that Travis Scott attended a Dave and Buster's Ooh. party after Astro World. Travis Scott attended an after party at Dave and Buster's following the Astro World Festival tragedy, but he was unaware at the time that several con- several concert goers had been trampled to death. A report said. The rapper, quote, didn't know the severity of the situation when he arrived to the party, a source told TMZ, but once he was informed, he immediately left. The after party was thrown by Drake, who made a surprise appearance at Friday's opening day of the festival in Houston. Drake also did not initially know the extent of the tragedy when he went to the arcade for the party, according to TMZ. I mean, this is just no bueno. Like, everything that has come out, like, since is just so bad for Travis. Like, this is horrible. Yeah. Like, we knew. Yeah, it was, like, trending on Twitter Like, already. how did we know and you didn't? I don't know, but I think this... I I really don't think that he knew when he... I don't think he went to Dave and Buster's, like, knowing that his concert was a mass casualty event. But it's like... How? How do you not how? know? Where are your people? Right, like, I fucking knew. Right, I could have but, like, oh, I could imagine maybe his phone is... He's not on For his sure, phone, no, I'm whatever. not thinking he's trolling Twitter, like, what are people saying about my concert? But doesn't But he, he has a million people around him people handlers managers who are like constantly taking the temperature right of what they do just put on like this huge festival right no i'm i have a hard time believing this and this is just like such a bad look for travis it's such a bad look but i i mean it's so bad that i i believe that he did not know i just think like I, honestly i don't know how travis but then Scott- also like you said he cut the show it was supposed to be 175 minutes he made it shorter so like, like what was his min- right what was his oh, reasoning for making it shorter now it's a flaw in his story because no, he said on his instagram like we cut the show short even though people were like you could have should have cut it way shorter right. you did like 20 minutes less so if you did cut it short you knew something was wrong but you still went to an after party 
But to what extent did he know that something was wrong? Maybe he thought that just the crowd was getting out of control. Like, maybe. But it just, this is so bad. Like, I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, I don't know how career-wise Travis Scott bounces back from this. Yeah. This is like a career-ending moment. You think so? I mean, I don't know how he's going to... He's being dropped from festivals left, right, and center. I yeah. saw he was replaced by... Um, Post Malone. Thank you. Um, no one wants to be associated with that right now. And of course, like, that always dies down. The news cycle picks up something else. But I just think people are so disturbed by this story, like, on an emotional... I don't know how you can see the picture of the 10-year-old boy in a coma, the 14-year-old boy who died, and the unidentifiable man who they had to release a picture of him from the morgue. Like, I don't know. They did identify him, by the way. Good. Yeah. But what's crazy, he he traveled from Washington for the the concert, and his family, like, didn't hear from him that night, so they thought something was wrong, and they called the Houston PD, like, is there anyone who's not identified who has passed away? And they said no. So they assumed he was okay. And then they had to find out on social media. Oh, my God. See, like, that's the thing. This is such, like, a... Like, we're all human. Like, to hear all of this, it's so horrible. And it's, like, so... It's, like, impacting everyone. I can't stop thinking about it. And it's all over our news feeds. Like, I really don't know how we move on from this. Like, it's so devastating. And the more we learn and the more videos we see, like, we see a lot of the responsibility is on Travis. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know how he has a career after this. Like, for real. And also, people are now surfacing, like, old posts of his where... Um, he, the, there are photos of people who got like injured at his concerts and it was before you know this Astro world it was sort of like a badge of honor to come out with a bruise or a broken leg or in a wheelchair right and so it it, it all it encourages just, this behavior you and, know? right and now knowing what we know seeing it all it looks terrible because right. it's been going on since 2015 also some internal documents came out about yes. their like safety protocols where they said that they if you know like what to do in an emergency at this festival and they uh, had plans to refer to possible dead fans as smurfs yeah which is so disturbing so disturbing it reminds me of um succession no real person involved yeah like a terrible way of describing it's, that's the thing. It's like all these things that keep coming out are just getting worse and worse. And when you look at it, like you take a step back, you realize like this was completely unavoidable based on how they put this thing together. Like it was always like it had to like there was no way there wasn't one thing someone could have done. Like this was just a a really poorly constructed festival with a performer who encourages this type of like violent behavior. Yeah. So. It's just so terrible. It's like the worst thing. I can't get over it. Like, it's yeah. so sad. It's so sad. And, and even more details. Like, some of the injured victims are either brain dead. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Completely brain dead. Or, like, in a, like fighting for their lives. So it's not just injured. Like it's a broken leg. At, people are, st- like... Fighting for their lives. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. So people are really angry. And I do feel like they're completely justified in directing that anger towards Travis. But also, Live Nation is immensely responsible because, mm-hmm. like, so when you're a performer, like, you put on a, an event, obviously, you're not, you don't have the capability of what a Live Nation does, so you partner with a Live Nation, and you think that a lot of these things, like security, like, you know, just regular, like, boring administrative stuff, should be taken care of by Live Nation, and they are extremely responsible for that. Yeah. Well, the lawsuits, there was a $26 million insurance policy. The lawsuits that are coming in, people are saying, like, could go up into the hundreds of millions of dollars. Right, so for and Travis. So, and then going forward, it's like, what venue would have Travis no. perform? Right. And also, so when you're a performer, um, 
you have all different types of insurance. Like I have insurance. Like if somebody trips and falls in a venue, I don't want to be liable for their, you know, broken tooth or something. Mm -hmm. So every performer has insurance. I'm sure Travis does too. So it's possible that his insurance will cover all of these lawsuits, but also he will never be able to be insured again. So I don't know how you can't perform without insurance. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I can't imagine there's ever a insurance company who wants to insure him because it's such a liability. So Again, I don't know how he performs ever again live. Yeah. Wow. And Live Nation is also royally fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Are you ready for our next story? Switch things up a little bit. Please. Prince George ate a live ant like a hero reveals adventure Bear Grylls. What? <laughs> Prince George was hanging out with Bear Grylls because he's Bear Grylls is like a crocodile Dundee he's person. Man versus Wild. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, and he's like the guy in the in the in wilderness, the UK especially. And Prince George is a big fan. And that Bear, is so cute. Bear Grylls appeared on Good Morning Britain on Tuesday, and he looked back at his August 29 encounter with the little prince, who the British adventurer says was a little hero for eating a live ant. The moment happened at the King's Cup regatta on the Isle of Wight when George's grandmother, Carol Middleton, invited Grills over to meet the prince, a huge fan. Grills explained that he didn't really mean to encourage George to eat an ant that day, but the moment presented itself and he couldn't resist. <laughs> he said, and so we were chatting and he was down here and just as we were chatting, a stream of ants went across his feet and him and me looked at them. He looked at me with those amazed wide eyes and I said, come on, we've got to eat one. What? Oh, I, I didn't encourage the prince to eat a <laughs> ant. Come on, let's eat them. <laughs> and he said, oh, really? And we ate. He cutie. said it was a privilege to give the future king his first aunt, and his eyes lit up as they do with anyone when they're out in the wild, and they face a few fears, and they overcome them. So Kids good for so him. Cute. What a little hero. Kids are so stinking cute. So stinking cute. What does Bear Grillis look like? Grillis grills on the right. And that's watch what happens live, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that is so cute. Imagine just like being the prince and like you're just everywhere you go, you get to meet your heroes. Like, I know, you know, kids are so obsessed with like Disney prince, like all these people that they see in television and movies and just to be the prince and like, oh, daddy, I'd like to see Bear Grylls. Like you just get to see anyone you want. Like that's such a life. You also like become a monster, but it's so sweet. And you become so, you know, nothing amazes Phases you, you. you no, and nothing can like stun you impress. really impress and he's so little but like i mean i'm glad that he had his anti-experience he's an anti-file no and you know what it really makes me think of the prince on hbo max like that is literally what he's going to turn into when you've literally just been given everything in your whole life yeah but this story you know we don't get to know much about prince george's personality um but this story like just gives me a little insight. Into a little, the little insight. Man. And I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, no, he's going to make a great king. It's a very brave thing to do. It is. I just can't believe, like, currently right now, there's, like, so many kings alive. Like, future kings, right? Mm -hmm. Charles, hopefully not, but yeah, Charles. William, George. Like, there's mm -hmm. three future kings alive right now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The Britons, I mean, not the Britons, the British just, like, live forever. Well, you know, medicine is a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. thing. Yeah. Is she the oldest living monarch? Like in she has to be, yeah. right? Yeah. And she's the longest reigning. Queen. 
Literally. Literal queen. Our next story is also about the literal queen. You're going to die at and this story. And it's brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Did you know that there are over 10 million job openings, but only 7.6 million unemployed job seekers? And this issue is being worsened due to mismatch of employers and qualified candidates. So employers are having to go above and beyond to entice people to want to work for them. Enter ZipRecruiter, a powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates to you. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job, which encourages them to apply faster. ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the U.S. based on G2 ratings, and it's no wonder their technology is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at the exclusive address ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-A-S-T to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, next story. The Queen will weigh Kate Middleton and Prince William after Christmas lunch as part of a bizarre tradition. Oh, I could never be royal. In our family, we all like to boast about how much food we can tuck away on Christmas Day, but when you're a royal, it turns out you have to put your money where your mouth is. Yes, as if as if Christmas at the Queen's Norfolk estate, Sandringham, didn't sound daunting enough. Mm, Sandringham. There's, there's also a very odd tradition that every mem- member of the royal family has to follow. In 2018, royal experts said that the Queen asks each of her guests, including Kate and Prince William, to weigh themselves when they arrive using a set of antique scales. But this is all to make sure guests are having a great time and they're being weighed to make sure they're being well fed. The tradition dates back to King Edward VII's reign in the early 1900s and applies to all members of the royal family. That's Uh, atrocious. (laughs) Like, literally fucking atrocious. Never invite me to Sandringham. Before this episode, if you would have told me, like, where's your dream to spend Christmas? I'm like, with the royals in Sandringham. Now, you have to get weighed. Never. You have to get weighed. And do they do it in front of the group? Like, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine, you know, if they're weighing you out in the public, like, I can't imagine that they're then sensitive about the numbers. Right, right. No, like they're doing it all in front of everyone. But, you know, they're all just like so tiny. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. but Oh, just my God. I can't. The trauma. The trauma. Poor Kate. That's just a lot. You know, she's already like, and like, you know, when you're a woman in those, a young woman in those types of scenarios, like you're being picked apart in the media constantly. Like, I'm sure you have such a negative body image. Oh, great. Finally get to spend Christmas with my family. And what do they do? They weigh me. Yeah. Disgusting. Isn't that wild? That's so bizarre. I'm telling you, British people have like weird shit, you know? Yeah. This is such a British thing. I mean, and then they weigh you like, I guess, at the end of the meal to see how much like food you ate and that you were well fed. Like who literally ate the most? It's just embarrassing. It's atrocious. Even though this is the stupidest thing I'm ever going to say. But when you get weighed in London, like UK, you don't get weighed in pounds, right? No. Stones? Yeah. Okay, so, like, I probably weigh, like, what, like, 11 stones? Like, that's so little, you know? Yeah. But it's, like, less them, embarrassing when the number isn't that high. No, to them, though, like, stones are pounds. So, like, they're, it's just relative. No, I know, but, like, there's just something about saying, like, 150 or 11. I don't know what the right conversion is, but, like, there's something more acceptable, like, to me about that, you know? Okay. Okay. So maybe I should move to London. I think I'd be skinnier You'll in London. Less. Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, ready for our fifth and final story? Not yet. Hold on. Places, people. <clears throat> it's the final story. It's the final story. 
that was like a nice light final story you know yeah. not everyone no, has to be 100 percent. i like when we switch it up we give it different energy on different days mm-hmm. you know our fifth and final story is a really sweet story so i don't know if you've seen the trailer for the new movie coming out called king richard with will smith Serena and Venus's, yes. Yes, Serena and Venus's. It's the story of them and their Their dad, dad. who's their coach, and like their childhood and tennis and everything. Will Smith says, Venus and Serena Williams cried all the way through King Richard. They loved it. That's really sweet. And they were involved in, I was watching the Today Show, and they said like, this is Venus and Serena approved. Okay, that's great Which is so important to know. When I first saw the trailer the first time, I didn't know this movie was coming out. I didn't know what it was about. I just saw like the girls playing tennis and this and that. And then once I, once he was like, and what are your girls' names? And he was like, Serena and Venus. I was like, I literally had chills. Me too. I was like, King Richard, it's just like a historical. Yeah. No, it looks amazing. And I guess uh, the Williams sisters think so too. Will Smith waited on pins and needles to hear Venus and Serena Williams' reaction to his on-screen performance as their father. In King Richard, out November 19th, the Oscar nominee plays Richard Williams, the dad and childhood tennis coach of the famous athlete sisters. While appearing on The Tonight Show on Tuesday, he recalled being nervous to find out what Venus and Serena thought of the final movie. He said Venus and Serena were really excited about the possibility, and they said that they would potentially be executive producers, and they would walk us through the whole process but they were going to withhold whether or not they put their names on the film until they saw it oh smart so then i get the call that venus and serena are walking into the theater to see the film it's oh, that's the, really smart yeah it's the worst two hours ever the worst two hours because you spend so much time creating these things and there's literally only one audience when you do it you right. hope that they like it fortunately the stars enjoyed the movie he said they cried all the way through and that they loved it that's so cute people are saying like this is going to be will smith's like oscar moment yeah no it looks incredible i'm glad to hear it has a stamp of approval oh my god you know we should keep that yeah and that's what i was just thinking we're all obviously spending the holidays together and every fucking holidays we literally spend every night fighting over what to watch we've decided to preemptively start a list of approved films yeah like google up start a google doc of things that like we would all we all really want to see so and and then then we're not going to see it until then none of us will watch it until then what was the one we already had on it cruella oh yeah yeah but but that one was just like so good i need to see it again yeah so add it to the list add it to the list we actually like i will physically start a list because i know nobody else has suggestions yeah for like family friendly like boys girls young old like we just need things we can all agree on yes that are good we love a musical too even though love. we've really seen them all um okay I just it's just we spend so much time fighting over what to watch no and so like if we can just preemptively make our holiday even better why wouldn't put we put in the work now put in the work put in the hours we take what's ours yeah it's a viral tiktok song i've heard it and it sounds like a song from descendants it's sung by dwayne the rock johnson and people are literally demanding he's continue his rap career because that song went so viral when did he sing it i don't know what it's from what it is but it's recently made a resurgence and people now are demanding he that's so funny he rejoined the music industry because he is the music industry (laughs) speaking of the music industry it is such a big week for music like i know and jessica simpson just 11 11 11 11 tomorrow yeah what are we what's happening um, I don't know. Maybe a single, maybe an album, maybe a Christmas song. Like, I don't know. But she oh, just a single her, would be good. Like, she just threw her hat in the eleven eleven ring. And you know what? I love that she's like she's so like confident in her. Like she doesn't care. Like because I feel like back in the day she was constantly being compared to like Christina and Britney, and they had to like spread out. She, this is like the busiest time of year for music right now, and she's just bye. Yeah. No, I'm so excited. Obviously, Red Taylor's version comes out tomorrow. But th- tomorrow she's on 
Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. She's SNL, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Jimmy Fallon. I think maybe she's on one more show. She's just like giving us the most, and the All Too Well short film, which is so crazy. She's just a musical guest on Saturday, right? Yeah, I think. Who's the host? Someone I'd never heard of. Okay. And I wonder what she's going to sing. Yeah, so I saw a theory on TikTok, because, you know, you get two songs. Yeah. Um, and some someone, just because of the timing, like, someone was like, she could use both of her, like, song slots to sing the 10-minute All Too Well version, even though I don't think that's what she's going to do. Because we're getting the All Too Well thing. I think one of it, one of them will be probably be, like, the most popular single from the song. So, like, I Knew You Were Trouble, We Are Never Please Getting no. Back Together. Please I know, those no. are, like, my least favorite ones. Please, no. If, or Red. Or State of Grace. State of Grace was a single. If she could do State of Grace, I mean, I would literally die. And then the second performance is probably one of the new ones. Okay. Or, oh my God, like if she sang better, like we've never gotten Better Man Live. Like we are so desperate for like. Let's a... make our guesses. Let's put them in. Okay, let me think. I think she's going to sing Red. Let me look at the album, like get all the songs in my head. I think she's going to sing Red and a new one. And a new one or Better Man. Okay, I do think she also is going to sing Red, not to copy off of you, but it's the name of the album. It was a single, and it's the best and fucking she, song. Yeah, but will she do it the same way as... Yes. Okay. What I've learned from the Fearless re-recording is that nothing will change, and that's because these songs, at least for me and I think for a lot of Swifties, are like literally like benchmarks in our life. Like, or and so, everything will change. Every, that's the worst song. Um that like when we want to go back and reference like moments in our life and we want to use the Taylor's version like she's given us a carbon copy I understand I no no I know I know but it's like okay you're gonna go on SNL and perform just the same song that you would yeah. have done in 2013 even though like for a lot of the songs especially the ones from 1989 she did unbelievable remixes of her own songs on tour that I thought were better than the original right we've had this conversation so many times but we need to learn we need to get it through our heads like no I think not. she might do it for 1989 because I don't think there's any songs that I would have wanted her to change on red okay I just feel like there could always be a harmony just but like one no actually on 1989 she did the most unbelievable cover of a song from red and the saddest fear comes creeping in that you never loved me or her wait i knew you were trouble yeah that's red right yeah yeah oh so i guess she's not doing it that remix is so good i will not i don't want to hear i knew you were trouble we're never getting back together or 20 um 22, 22. Me too. those they're just so overplayed china <laughs> i agree actually 100 percent Okay, what were we saying? Big musical weekend. Yeah, and then next week is Adele. Yeah. And the CMAs are tonight. I'm so excited. I can't watch. I have somewhere to be. I'm so upset. And what's on... Winter House is on tonight. Yeah, I probably won't watch it either. I have like a busy night. I'll be watching the CMAs. I'm so excited. Um, okay, let's dive into um, Vanderpump Rules recap brought to you by Honey. When you shop a lot, which, you know, your girls do, Honey is the best most effective thing that you need right now because it will automatically fill in the promo code box for you at checkout. But it won't fill it out with just one code. It'll dump a ton of codes in there, every code it can find, test them in seconds, and then it'll get you the best possible discount. Honey knows where to look for promo codes so you don't have to. It is so fabulous. Literally, you install it. It's a free browser extension. The second you're shopping, they will just... When you go to your cart, they'll pop up be like, hey, bitch, you want to save money? And they will just save you money. It's one click. It takes a couple seconds. It is the easiest thing you could do. It's free and it saves you money. And there's literally not a single reason on the planet not to have it. Mm -hmm. um, get all the promo codes you want at Honey. 
And you can get it at joinhoney.com slash toast. That's joinhoney.com slash toast. Use that link to get the extension for free. It'll download for your browser and you literally don't have to do anything else and your life will be forever changed. You're welcome. Let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. It's just getting harder and harder to do that. I know. Let's start with some po- some things we liked, some positives. I thought the scene at Lisa Vanderpump's with Lisa, Ken, Randall, and Lala was lovely. so premium and lovely. And really, I am in a place right now where I find Lisa Vanderpump just very, like, not offensive. Me too. And dare I say, miss her? No, not miss her, but, like, because she's never acted like this. She's always been like inserting her ass in the yeah. middle of like people, young children's drama. I just like, I'm at peace with her. That's Tabula it. rasa. Tabula rasa at peace. That's such a good way and of putting so it. And so whatever she wants to do next, like if she were even like to come back to Beverly Hills, say like, I would be at peace with that. I kind of agree. And that's just crazy. Like that's, time heals all wounds, I guys. think she's been, I also think she's been severely humbled. Like by not showing up, becoming like a joke on social media, having that failed dinner party show. She's been humbled 100%. And she's a renewed tabula rasa woman. And it's actually very refreshing. And she's also not inserting herself. She hears everyone out, but she doesn't like get involved, which I've always thought was bizarre. Like you're an older woman. These are your staff. They're 30 years younger than you. Like let them hash it out. Yeah. And I just like that she's there for Lala. And even though they had like the culinary party, which I I need to talk about like in depth. Um, you know, Lala was actually wound up on top because she's at a better, swankier event. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the okay. culinary I first party. I want to say, so um, the point of the party, which was to try all different foods and so Charlie could, you know, continue to expand her palate. Um, I, I, that's a cool idea, but I would, like, doing it potluck style is, like, if you want to try, like, the best enchilada, like, go get an enchilada, you know? There's literally so much Mexican food in L.A. Like, that, those plates, like, that didn't look appetizing, especially as someone... Mussels? I, I eat anything. Mussels? Home-cooked mussels? Right, so it's, like, all these different foods that, like, don't go together. It actually looked, like, kind of gross. And this is a girl who's easily, like, grossed out by food. Yeah. So I was just, I felt like it was counterproductive. No, I really related to Charlie because I am Charlie. Like, yes. I eat the same four things. And I don't know if I say I have food trauma because I just, like, like what I like. But I eat, like, chicken fingers, case. Like, I'm Charlie. Like, we yeah. have the same palate. Um, and I just want to say from one, you know, picky eater to another, like, it's not a personality trait. And it's not a storyline. And we've got to evolve. Like, watching you try different foods like I'm, I have a lot of sympathy for your food trauma but I'm completely uninterested to be yeah. completely frank no I I understand it's I not just, gonna cut it I just feel like if you were to decide to like try new things like you should go to a different like gourmet restaurant every night and really enjoy and not just have this like potluck dinner that is gross like period and I don't think that like if you're gonna try different cuisines and that's like a journey you want to go on I don't think we need to watch it <laughs> I really don't. Okay, you know what else we don't need to watch? And this is the second time that they've done this, and it's the fucking bottom of the barrel in terms of reality TV content. Oh, let me guess. Like, their light show? No. Them playing games. Me watching you play a game that's not two truths and a lie. That's not about... It's like a board game. Yourself. Watching you play a board game, that's that doesn't count. It doesn't qualify as television. Except, thank you for reminding me, I have to say, like, first of all, playing a game with a bunch of drunk people, I have absolutely so much sympathy for James. It is so annoying. And, like, I am James. Like, when people are not paying attention to the rules, it's so annoying. Like, why are we sitting around playing a game if we're all going to talk and, like, not actually play by the rules? Like, it's so frustrating. I was 100% Team James. Yeah, I... 
don't associate with games. I don't like I don't play them myself, <laughs> let alone watching other people play them. Jackie hates games. It's psychotic. It's satanic. Games are fun. The reason why I hate games, if I have to like boil it down, it's like I'm an all or nothing person. So I'm either going to get extremely into this game and get very competitive and, and I have to win or I can't. I can't be present or I just have to detach. So like, I don't want to get like so competitive, like it's embarrassing and loser-y. Like, (laughs) I don't want, like, I just want to chill out. hundred percent. So I really hate games. There are some games that I have, okay, like in our family, like we love games. Yeah, we love games. So there are some things you'll never catch me doing, a puzzle. There are games that I will play. By the way, you would fucking love puzzles if you just were stop, stop being so stubborn. Like you and your pregnancy, like it's a great activity. It gets your mind running, but you don't have to like do anything. You just sit down. You can leave it on the table for days. Like it's really, you would fucking love puzzles. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll grab the puzzle that I bought for you that you still never took home. That's why I did it. That's why I did it for you. Okay, that's not a bad idea, but no, I will tolerate Monopoly. And by the way, you would be unbelievable at puzzles. You've always had like this crazy eye, like, oh, I dropped my earring back, Jackie, it's over there. Like, you have this eye for things. Like, I'm telling you, Jackie, you could enter like puzzle competitions. You would be so good. Okay, I'm going to try it. Yes. But it's like, if I'm not good, it's going to ruin my life. No, like, if it's good, like, we could spend our whole winter vacation doing puzzles together. That'd be so much fun. Okay, you know what? I'm open to trying new things. And there's nothing competitive about puzzles. Yeah, and if I can do it like alone and figure out if I'm good or not on my yeah, own. Yeah, <laughs> practice at, ha- at, your ha- at your house. <laughs> okay, I will, I'll try that. Monopoly. But I do Monopoly. I like categories because it's a game of skill. Yep. I do not like games of luck. By the way, Monopoly is a game of luck. Like it's all Monopoly based on Monopoly is like- a game of luck. I agree, but I, I found, I, we make it fun. Yeah, and well we make literally it the best day of my life was like literally, I think I smoked pot and played Monopoly with Jackie. She was being so funny like you I wish we had recorded that hour you were being so funny you were losing you had no money you were stealing from the bank like <laughs> you were being so funny it was just the best night of my life yeah no see that's why you should play games it's so fun and like you're so fun and like if you just played games like do you know how much better it would make the game okay I'll try and keep an open mind but I really it's don't so annoying you guys when we're on vacation she'll like literally go to the other room like she will not play a game I just really don't like games You're of luck. You're triggered by the word game. Like I don't like games of luck, really. What games do you like? So I do like categories. Yeah, me too. Um, and I like sometimes when we play Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, that's fun. Um, but it gets old really fast. 100% because you go through the cards and you've seen them all already. Yeah. And what else do I like? That's like it. I did get a new game for our trip. Okay. And I think you're going to like it. Okay. I don't like code names. It's just like too much of a undertaking code names i agree like you have to really be in the headspace for it it's so like physically laborious you, know, like, you have to like hover over the table i agree and like use so much of your brain i have to be like a hundred percent like ready and i'm usually not yeah okay so anyways back to vanderpump rules i don't want to watch them play games especially Agreed. when it's like who can name all these rappers not like name never have never have i ever is fine because we're getting to know learning you guys, about like, people whatever um so that and that's the second time this season that they've done it. They play yeah. the game. They play Jenga in mm-hmm. Palm Springs, and it's unacceptable. It's I not. Agree. It's not it's entertainment. Filler. It's not entertainment. You're right. Let's talk about Raquel's nose because I was loving the botched crossover. Me too. And like, I'm pretty sure that if she wanted to get her nose done, like he would do it for free because it's on the show. And like, 
right? I don't know. I wonder if she if she winds up going with him. Yeah, um, I have to look at her Instagram and take a look at her nose. I don't think her nose looks bad at all, but if something's on your face, in the middle of your face, and it bothers you, like, you don't care if other people don't notice it because you notice it. Yeah, I just think Raquel looks so amazing. Like Me too. And it's not even, like, I don't think she'll come out, like James is saying, looking... James is, like, moronic. He is so moronic. Um, it's just... It's a lot. Like, going to, for surgery is again. a lot. Like, it's just really... Like, you're so stunning. But, yeah. again, it's, like, what makes her happy. Right. Um, and that's just unfortunate that that's where she's at. Yeah. But I think she looks awesome. Me, too. And I would love to see Paul Nassif's work. Yeah. Like, if I ever need a nose job, like, I am going to Paul Nassif. Like, he's the best of the best. He's the yeah. nose guy. It's also hard to see on TV how it's... um. You know what, Goes because the side. when they took those pictures in Paul Nassif's office, I'm like, oh, now I see it. Yeah. Because at I, first, I'm like, what are you I talking really about? I really didn't before. No. But maybe it's more noticeable in person. Yeah. It's nice to know the bump didn't do anything. Like, Lisa trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, like, with the bumping of the nose. Like, no, but, like, really, also Raquel, it's not, it's not well, that unheard of. Like, no, it's not. But the way that Raquel brought it up, yeah. it was like, wait, she made it the biggest deal. And then it's like, oh, but you're saying it's not a big deal. Right. Then why just make it a big deal? They were acting really strange about it. That's true. But I don't, I, at the end of the day, I, I don't think something nefarious happened. Me neither. And because the family was there, like... Oh, my God. Speaking of nefarious people, Brock, knowing that Sheena's old boyfriend used to hang at TV in seven seconds, like, ever since you implanted in my brain that he used to watch Vanderpump Rules, it was that, and then it was the adopting the penguin, and now it's the seven minutes, 100%. Yeah. He is a, the number one fan of Vanderpump Rules. No, he knows he more about it than I do. studied the playbooks, rehearsed his script. Yeah. And now, like, just watching this, like, basketball game of the Toms, Brock, and... James and it's like this is the new like crew it's pathetic it's just these people used to be friends right like, it used to be a group of friends no now it's a group of co-workers and that's the worst type of reality show yeah yeah it just sucks I can't even get into how much Sandoval bothers me and honestly Tom Schwartz is really starting to bother me too like fucking stick up for your wife or enough can I come to the restaurant yeah I mean like <laughs> Like, shut up. She's your wife. And she's actually way smarter than you. So just let her in the restaurant. It looks like next week someone um, does testify that Katie is smarter than the Toms. Obviously. Yeah. She's just like, first of all, uh, normal. Like, they're both living on another planet. She lives on Earth, which is always good. She has tons of restaurant experience from Sir. She grew up working in a restaurant. And she's just, like, level-headed. Like, yeah. just the more they push her out, the more this restaurant is going to be a big, fat flop. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I wonder if it even winds up happening. I don't know. Because now, what is this, like, a year ago? Like, how... No, it's, like, June. June. Okay, like, six months ago. Is there a restaurant? I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, that was Vanderpump Rules, and that was our show. Tomorrow, we are here in studio. Friday's episode is going to be podcast only, because I will be in Los Angeles. And that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much, right? Yeah, no, that's our show. No one else's. Don't get it twisted, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're listening, watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places. So when you listen to podcasts, find us, the Morning Toast, and leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. And if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. Why don't you drop an emoji on our most recent Instagram of the scale in honor of Queen Elizabeth's mean troll of weighing all of her Christmas guests at Sandringham. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.